We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. And I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? And I think there's six billion shows or something like that. Well, not not six, but that's overstating it. I think there's like 600 shows, but it's a still it's a fair amount of, of shows that you can see uh, during Fringe this year. So that's what the uh, the, the show is going to be like this week. It's uh, me sitting behind the mic and uh, and talking at you for an hour. Um, and uh, um, Alan, if you could uh, every now and again just uh, just text me to just tell me that you're listening, that'd be great because because uh, I'm going to be presenting. You know, it's good to present the show to someone. So uh, I'm going to you know, pretend Alan is sitting in front of me here, so I don't feel like I'm I'm, I'm talking to myself. Because uh, generally speaking, when you're the kind of person who does a show with no music in it uh, for an hour. Uh, and you usually have co-hosts. Uh, you've got someone to bounce off, but uh, but here I'm just just like you know just volleying volleying volleying. Wow, I can't get my words out. Volleying those balls out there, uh, but there, there, there's no one to return it. So I'm just gonna you know, imagine uh, that that uh, uh, Alan, who I know is always listening, is the co-host this week. So he'll just be sitting there, uh, you know, sending those balls back as I hit him out there. So um, that is what we're gonna do. Um, so it's been been weird for me because I'm I'm still on holidays because uh, the, the the company I work for they just decided well you know most of the people that we do business with they won't be back and uh, and so let's take off three weeks and uh, my wife only got two weeks off so this last week I've been just like oh I've got you know a week to 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 myself kind of thing and um and I, I guess I'm the, one of those people who just doesn't like to not do things and likes to be active and and busy. Um, so what I'm doing uh, in this this week off is uh, is putting my comic book collection in order because because uh, I've been collecting comics for uh, for quite a few years not because I'm you know a person who likes does it for an investment or anything like that I just like the stories so I've been collecting comics uh, since I was a very very young person um, and uh, unfortunately when you have comics you've either got uh, you know a person who's anal retentive like me and likes them to be in alphanumeric order or you're a person who just like reads them and just has comics all over the place uh, and they're just in no order whatsoever and you can never find anything. So I had two orders, uh, one that was done about two decades ago and, and one that's been since then. And so at the moment I'm going through and putting them all into into one order, uh, which is um, fun but kind of back-breaking work because the uh, comic boxes can be quite heavy. Uh, but I, I did see some stuff in the, the collection which I was quite uh, you know impressed by because um movies uh recently like uh, a lot of marvel films have obviously been around for the last you know over what is it since 2008 we've had marvel movies have been absolutely fantastic um dc has had a lot of movies out there as well the the dc movies haven't been too bad as well um and so so comic book movies are a massive thing but you've got the two big companies marvel and dc and we've seen them doing stuff separately. But in the comics, uh, I was reminded today uh, that they've actually done crossovers between Marvel and DC. So you're seeing Superman and Captain America in the same comic book or Batman and Wolverine. And then there was actually a, a, a 
bunch of comics called the Amalgam Comics where they took the A Marvel character and a DC character and smashed them together and formed a new character. So they had like Batman and Wolverine and they made Dark Claw. I think they had uh, Captain America and Superman called Super Patriot. Um, I'll have to check on that one. I'm not 100% sure. But it made me think about um, the movies and just like, will we eventually get to see a Marvel versus DC movie? Is that? Do you think that will ever happen? Because I'd like to think that would happen. That would be a, a really cool thing to be able to see, you know, these characters that we love so much on the screen. But you'd need to bring back those iconic actors like, you know, Chris Evans and um, I guess Henry Cavill uh, to play the, the, the Superman role. That would be uh, fantastic. Or, or Hugh Jackman and all oh, your, your choice of Batmans though. There's so many Batman you could choose from. But that was what was going through my, my mind when I was like seeing these you know, awesome comics uh, where you know, Marvel and DC teamed up together and just the, the, the idea of being able to do that was, was great. I mean, they the managed to do the, the Spider-Man Sony Marvel thing. But uh, yeah, DC and Marvel mm, might be a bit difficult. But we shall... Uh, Wait and see that uh, possibly that uh, that could be something that could uh, could be done eventually down the track. Now, I mentioned about um, the Fringe World, which is uh, starting tomorrow, and I went to went today to go and see a um, like a presentation thing. It was a media presentation where uh, they invited the media to film uh, some acts uh, to put on the news. Going, hey, Fringe is out! Come, come watch it. It's great. Um, and the Minister for Arts was there as well. Um, and it was it was quite interesting because I've never actually you know, gone to a, a lot of these uh, media things. Um, so it was good to go there and actually see you know, like behind the curtain, see how, how these things are done. And it was interesting because they had three acts on. They had uh, two which were like a cabaret, burlesque, circusy kind of acts. Um, so that they were quite like, you know, uh, colourful and visual and um, they, they, they had like a lot of uh, sensory uh, things to them. So you filmed them and there was a lot going on there. Uh, and then they also had Rove there who was uh, promoting his um, uh, new fringe show as well. It's going to be at the Regal Theatre. Uh, and so I, I felt bad for Rove because it wasn't really the best environment for stand-up comedy, but he is such a consummate professional. Uh, he just just did such a great job uh, as well. So... Um, yeah, it's very, very exciting that uh, that Fringe is going to be on. I'm trying to find the um, the details of the shows I saw today because they were actually really good. Um, and they uh, the 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 two shows, as I said, they were kind of circusy, uh, kind of burlesque, draggy kind of shows. Um, and one of them was called Club Dearmore, uh, and the other was Pink. Um, and then Rove also did a, a short set as well. Uh, so if you're looking for some shows that will be yeah definitely good at um, uh, at Fringe World. I can recommend those ones for the short bit that I, I, I saw of them. Um, but tomorrow night uh, I'm going to be going to, to Fringe uh, to see uh, Dave Callan uh, is doing a show now. I'm sure uh, if you know anything about comedy in Australia and uh, particularly in Perth, uh, then you know about Dave Callan. Um, and uh, Dave is doing a show which is uh, a show set at midnight in 1977 into 1978, uh, which it's just uh, a great concept The because most of his um, shows in the past have been about uh, dancing. Well, recently it's been, been a very dance-based show like... 
last year's show was a history of dance and he was literally dancing for a full hour uh, and it was going from A to Z of the different dancers and just very, very funny seeing a big hairy Irishman doing, uh, you know, Beyonce and, uh, you know, all the all the other, da- any dance you can think of where it's, you know, got a dance that goes with it, Nutbush City Limits and stuff like that. He did it uh, with, a, with a bunch of backup dancers as well, of course. Um, and this year he has got the uh, the backup dancers back, but he's going to be doing a, a show with a, a video screen and a 70s makeover. So uh, once you step into the, the doors or the, the flaps of the tent, as the case may be, as I said, it's New Year's Eve, 1977-1978, and Dave is counting down the last hour of 1977 on a live variety TV spectacular. Um, this is a hilarious and nostalgic tribute to the event television, the kind of wild live variety you don't see anymore, uh, but with a knowing nod to the present. Forget 2022 and be transported to simpler and happier times. Uh, we think uh, uh, simpler and happier times um, for this show. And this is a, a debut of the show as well, because uh, a lot of the times they, these shows will travel around to other places, uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival and, uh, and other, other places like that. So uh, if you want to see um, that uh, Dave Callan 77 holiday special at the very beginning, then uh, I'd recommend getting in there and getting tickets very soon. Uh, but it is running for, for a couple of weeks. So it starts on the 14th of January and runs until Sunday, the 23rd of January. So get in there and see that one because Dave Callan is definitely a fringe highlight. So I would highly recommend checking that one out. Um, we're also going to go see uh, Boo School uh, Young Olds Cocktails. Uh, and with this one, it's a um, head back to school because it's actually at the old, old girls school. So there's a, a you know, just so, so you know why it's a, uh, it's a school thing. It's because it's in the old girls' school. Um, so uh, head back to school and get your tin, tins to master the techniques and history and science of mixology. Shake, muddle or stir an iconic cocktail with premium cast craft spirits while your old young bartender or booze mentor shares incredible stories behind the classics and how the craft cocktail movement has reinvented them. So that's interesting because that's the whole thing about Fringe. It doesn't necessarily have to be all about uh, you know comedy or, or circus or, or drama or those kind of things you know this is a, another a way of doing it you know a, a, a cocktail thing teaching how to make cocktails um so yeah definitely if you're uh, interested in that sort of thing that is uh, something that could be up your alley so uh yeah but there's just as i said so much uh, on at fringe so um i would definitely check that out and if you have uh, kids and you're looking for something to do with them on the weekend, uh, Sunday has actually got a, um, a Sunday fun day, which is happening as well. Uh, and I'm just going to see if I can find out the details. I've posted it to the unscripted Facebook page. Uh, so you can go and have a, a look at that. Um, and if I can find the uh, thing on the Facebook page, I can tell you the details for that particular one. Uh, so, yeah, so the... Free event is on this Sunday. So, it's wait. It's a Saturday, not Sunday. I thought it was wait. That's really weird. <laughs> that's weird. The um, so Fringe World, uh, whoever's doing their their social media, um, should check uh, to see they put the right details on there because it's saying a free event this Saturday, the sixteenth of January. Um, 
which is actually uh, the Sunday, the 16th of January. So, uh, yeah, if you if you look at the, the uh, Facebook page, it is uh, got the wrong day. But, yeah, it's Sunday fun day, not Saturday fun day. So just, just remember that. Uh, so, yeah, the Sunday fun day is uh, going to be happening on this Sunday, and I will... F- find out for you hopefully they put the right address there because yeah they got the wrong day so hopefully they've got the address right um it is oh six hours long so that's a that's that's a lot of lot of fun in that day that you can go and uh, and enjoy um so the sunday fun day is at william street in perth um obviously miners can attend that show because it's a uh, more of a family kind of a a show so go and uh, and check that one out so the fringe sunday fun day is one giant free free that's good Free is always good. Uh, free family-friendly street party taking over William Street and made possible thanks to Fringe World Superhero Supporters Lottery West. Um, it says to bring the whole family and enjoy free performances at three stages on William Street uh, featuring sample samplers and snippets of Fringe shows because Fringe isn't just for adults. Fringe is also for kids as well. Well, not all Fringe shows. There are some Fringe shows where there might be rude bits, so don't take your kids to those ones. But maybe you should go to the Sunday Fun Day, watch some of these snippets, see which shows your kids are going to like and take them to those ones because, you know, kids like to be entertained as well. Um so yeah, so do do that, uh, and then you can also relax with loads of alfresco dining. That's one of the things I really like about Fringe, is the food vans, because like uh, you know you can go to a restaurant and you can eat in a restaurant. And that's all very nice, but you go to Fringe and then you go, oh, we've got like an hour between shows. What should we do? We'll get some food. And so uh, whether you're you know um, at one at the old girls' school or at the pleasure gardens or, or wherever, uh, there's usually going to be food vans and stuff like that around there, and you can just grab a few things and get some drinks in as well, and it's just great. Really great, you know, party atmosphere all, all the time where Fringe is on and we're just so lucky that uh, here in WA we're able to get out there and, you know, experience things like this. So if you went to the fun day, you can relax with the alfresco dining, go and hang out in a shady spot, enjoy some takeaway uh, from one of the, the many Northbridge restaurants that you can go and uh, get food from there as well. Uh, and there'll be just artists and performers and it'll just be a, a huge afternoon of fun. So the Sunday Fun Day uh, is free, unticketed, takes place between Rose Street and Francis Street and Northbridge, and it's from 1 to 7 p.m. So that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, if you didn't have any plans for Sunday and you got kids, that's your Sunday sorted right there. I'm sure there'll be face painting and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, if you're into um, uh, ha- having fun with the kids, uh, then, yeah, the, the Sunday Fun Day is definitely some place to go. And if you do check out the post I put onto <laughs> the uh, uh, unscripted Facebook page, ignore the fact it says Saturday because it is not Saturday. It is definitely Sunday. Um, so, yeah, Fringe is almost here there's just so much to see there's so much to do if you haven't got the fringe app on your uh phone download the fringe app uh you can you know sort the uh the different shows by the the kind of variety of show that you're looking for uh you can like search by venue you can search by time uh there's a lot of shows they are selling out very quickly Uh, apparently they're selling out quicker than they ever have done in the past i think people are just chomping at the bit to get out and see something live so i would highly recommend that if you're uh looking for a bit of entertainment over the next month then go and check out what is available and go and book some tickets um now i'm gonna 
find a tra- not a trailer. I'm going to find a ad to play because I haven't actually set those up. Because usually I don't do the desk. Usually the desk is done by Rachel or Cecilia because I am lazy and I will just usually uh, you know sit back and uh, think about what to say and then say that. But uh, in this case, I'm going to be uh, multitasking and I'll be uh, playing the ads as well as uh, doing the talking. So um, yeah, I've talked. Uh, enough for this bit I think and I'm going to play a, a quick ad uh, think about what movie I shall review when I come back and then I'm going to review that movie for you look at me I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm programming as we go isn't that fantastic all right I shall talk to you after this quick ad hey Rachel hey yeah are you enjoying the podcast always that's great heaps funny do you know who else is here Cecilia Hey, Cecilia. Hi, guys. I'm really enjoying it. Where can we find more of this? TheGentlemanOfPopCulture.com or Facebook and Instagram. That's awesome. And what can we find there, Lou? What you're going to find on there is Wozcast, the Whiskey Appreciation Society podcast. You will also find Diz Down Under, which is the Disney podcast or the Disney Appreciation podcast. You will also find Unscripted, the film show, which is the weekly film review show where Cecilia, Rachel and myself talk about the films that are coming out and if they're good or bad or whether you should spend your money on them. How's that? <laughs> it's great. You're forgetting Tangent City. Oh, of course, yeah, Tangent City. What should we do right now? Where we go off on tangents and we have one little like uh, topic and we go all over the place. So it's fantastic. There's lots to listen to. Yeah, you can find us on all of your podcast networks. Yes. Just look for us. Please like, rate, review, subscribe, all of that stuff. Well done. In harmony. <laughs> and I am back. I was trying to... I was just trying to get uh, um, the computer to show to uh, uh, go to YouTube so I could get some adverts up there. I oh, know I've just found uh, I've just found where uh, the keyboard was lurking away because that's one of the things I I do need if I want to get an advert up is a I need the keyboard to be able to type in what I want. Now um, I was just this week uh, I, I don't know how but I kind of missed the fact that the Kingsman the 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 prequel to the Kingsman uh, movies uh, is out on um, uh, out in the cinemas and I did, did not realise that it would uh, was out in the cinemas already. Uh, so I went and I saw the Kingsman because I was a big fan of the, the first two Kingsman films uh, which were written and directed by Matt, Matt Vaughan and I was just like, oh wow, this is awesome. It's uh, you know, a prequel to the Kingsman uh it stars um uh Ray Fiennes and uh, oh I didn't realize it starred uh, Gemma Arterton as well but it does and uh Jimon uh Houston as well um just like some really great actors um and so I was uh, I was very very excited to go and see the, the Kingsman the Secret Service uh sorry the Kingsman which is the the prequel to the Kingsman Secret Service and Yes, so I did go and check that out. And what I might do before I review it, I might just give you a uh, taste of the trailer um, so you can see uh, this is the film I'm reviewing. And this is out now in cinemas, so it is something you can go and see right now if you want to. But now we're going into the spy business. Well, that didn't work very successfully at all. I will try that again. Uh, Just bear with me a second. Kingsman, world's finest tailor. But now we're going into the spy business. Very clever. Based on true events, 
This will not be a war of heroes. <laughs> Meet history's most evil legends. <laughs> the assassin, Gavrilo Princip. Weakness, throwing arm. Strength, started World War One. The super spy, Mata Hari. Strength, cream presence. Weakness, scarves. Do you forget your manners? Guilty as charged. And a crazed monk. Resputin. Strengths. And weaknesses. You'll have to see it for yourself. It's good, no? Yes, very. On December 22nd, our enemies think we are gentlemen. It's time to remind them what the kingsmen are. Nobility is born in blood. Boys are always so messy. The King's Man. Only in theatres, December 22nd. That is right, it's, it's only in cinemas at the moment. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, film because the original um, The Kingsman uh, the Kingsman films, or the, uh, the, the ones of the series, had a kind of tongue-in-cheek feel to them from the very get-go. There, there was, like, they were never taking themselves too seriously and I think the issue with the this new film, The King's Man, is the uh, the tone of it is just not there. Like you, you don't have the um, uh, the 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 tongue in cheek, uh, the, the the kind of parodying feel that those, those first two films had. Um, and also, it takes a long time to actually get going. And, and with a two hour and eleven minute time uh, on the film it did feel every two hour, every minute of that time was in there it just felt that the film did drag a bit now I, i've spoken before about my propensity to <laughs> lose consciousness sometimes in films if it's not gripping me and i have to be honest that uh, in a couple of instances i i, I did fade out and and my wife uh, cat did also mention that she kind of had some micro naps as well which is really unfortunate because i was very much looking forward to this film and very very excited um to see it and i'm annoyed that it didn't live up to my expectations now the, uh, the, the the synopsis for the film is that uh, one man must race against time to stop history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds as they get together to plot a war that could wipe out millions of people and destroy humanity. So uh, this, the actual film is set um, around World War One. Uh, that's the, the the time frame and. It's uh, showing how the Kingsman, uh, the actual Secret Service, came about, how it was formed in the in the first place. And uh, in the film, you've got um, uh, Ray Fiennes, who's playing the Duke of Oxford. Uh, you've got Harrison Dixon playing his son, Conrad. Um, it says Colin Firth is in it, but um, I don't think I, I, I saw him. Or maybe if I did, it might have been under one of my micro-naps. Um, 
You've also got uh, Reese Iphens, who's playing uh, Rasputin, which is kind of cool. Uh, Stanley Tucci is in there as well. Um, and Aaron Taylor-Johnson is in the film, which is kind of cool because, uh, you know, Matt Vaughan and Aaron Taylor-Johnson have, have worked together before uh, in Kick-Ass, which was an awesome film. Although I do think that Aaron Taylor-Johnson in this film was massively underutilised. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more of him in this film, and so that was uh, really unfortunate. Um, uh, Digimon Houston, uh, he was uh, also in this film, a uh, great character. Daniel Brühl was in the film, again, I think underutilised as well. Um, yeah, it was just uh, uh, it was just unfortunate. Like, the, I wanted the film to be better and it wasn't. <laughs> it was just uh, very, very annoying. Uh, you know, it had a, a great cast. Uh, Gemma Arthurton was in it as well. I haven't seen her in, in anything in a long time, and I think she's a great actress, and uh, she brings so much to uh, any movie. And, and when she was on the screen, it was it was really popping, but uh, unfortunately, it just wasn't enough of that in there, and I, I'm just not sure what went wrong with this film. Um, it was... Uh, the end of it, uh, the end of the film was great. I, I really enjoyed maybe the last half hour of the film. I thought it was, you know, fantastic. Uh, it sets up what it needs to set up for the, the next two films. But overall, it just, I didn't think that the uh, the, the film was put together well enough. It, it could have done with a, a lot tighter editing. Um, you know, there's some twists in there. You, you kind of like go, oh, wow, okay, that's, I didn't see that coming. But all in all... Um, it is unfortunately not uh, as good a film as I, I would have uh, hoped it was going to be. And uh, would I recommend people go to the, the cinemas to see it in the cinemas? Probably not. Uh, I would wait until it's on a, a streaming service and you've got a bit of time just to kill and then I'd watch, watch it at that point. Because, I mean, you don't really need to see th- this film uh, to you know, understand the other films or anything like that. It just adds to the backstory but it's just unfortunate. I mean, there, there were bits that were great, but uh, overall as a full film just uh, completely misses the mark. So um, for this film, I am going to give it uh, two and a half sword guns, uh, which will make a, a lot more sense when you go uh, when you feel, see the film eventually if that is what you decide to do. Uh, now, I did uh, get sent a, a text uh, from my, my wife about um, something else, Fringy, which is also filmy as well. So I thought Fringy and filmy right up my alley, so I should uh, should talk about it. In fact, I just realised there's two things that are fringy and filmy that I should talk about. Um, and But the first one is a, uh, a show that is called uh, 12 Films Heart, which is uh, under the visual arts and film side of uh, Fringe. And there's only one showing of this. It's on uh, Saturday the 12th of February, so you have a bit of time. And it is also a free, non-ticketed event. So again, uh, free is always good. Um, now this will be at the Northbridge Piazza, where they've got that uh, nice big screen uh, in Northbridge on James Street. Uh, and what you can do is you can go and um, check out the the Twelve Films Heart, and the uh, the actual event 
is an international uh, sorry, 12 international filmmakers uh, make 12 international short films uh, and they're 12 films with heart. So 12 Films with Heart is an annual short film festival presenting works from independent underground filmmakers with a strong do-it-yourself aesthetic. Uh, now in its ninth year, the quirky, moving and heartfelt films express the many different ways we experience love. Oh, isn't that sweet? Uh, so yeah, you can go and uh, and check that out. And as I said, it's at the uh, the piazza because the piazza's in the heart of Northbridge. So you know, you can go there. You can uh, watch the films for free. You can uh, get some coffee or some food and just you know sit there and and enjoy yourself. So I'm uh, a big fan of uh, short films. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that there's like streaming services and stuff like that now that, you know, you can see a few more um, short films on there. But it's good when they've got these little uh, um, like festivals where they just curate a bunch of films and put them together and you can go and see them. Uh, and yeah, as I said, I'm a big fan of short films. Uh, Alex, uh, one of our, our former alumni here at Unscripted Film Show, is a, a short filmmaker. Um, he last year uh, got out of the festival circuit his, uh, his film. Uh, Evie, uh, which is about uh, post-apocalyptic outback Australia where dinosaurs roam the earth. Well, they, they, they roam the, the outback anyway. Uh, and it's a, a very tense, uh, a very well-made film. Uh, and the fact that Alex actually taught himself how to do uh, CGI uh, animation so he could put an actual dinosaur in his movie is just uh, phenomenal. So... Um, when you go and see these uh, short film festivals and occasionally you will go and see a gem like that. So I would highly recommend uh, that you should go and uh, check out uh, the, um, the the 12 uh, Films with Heart uh, Festival, which uh, it's, would be great. And another thing you should go and check out as well um, is Buff. Uh, so this, this is a, uh, a show that's going to be kind of part documentary and part live happening while you're uh, watching it um so it is a uh, it's going to be at the uh, the back lot there's only two showings of it uh there's one on friday the 21st of january and one on saturday the 29th of january uh the friday uh the tickets are selling very fast if you want to go and see that one i would recommend get the tickets as soon as possible and on the saturday there's still tickets available now what Buff is, it's a highly interactive exploration of the wonderful world of film fandom. The audience gets to, to, see, to view excerpts from the West Australian-made short film Buff, uh, which is a quirky, passionate and an affectionate look at the magic of cinema and includes film enthusiasts and critics. These include Peter Rosorn, Dave Stratton and Margaret Pomerantz. Um, and so the presenters and audience members also get the opportunity to reveal their favourite films, worst films, favourite all-time scenes and cinematic guilty pleasures. So if you've ever listened to the show and you've got, oh, I'd love to talk about my favourite film or mention it, then this is your opportunity. So uh, I'd highly recommend uh, going and checking out Buff. There is only the, the two showings. And if you want to find out more details, then go to the Fringe World app and, uh, and check it out. Just really easy app to use. You just go there, you search for the show, and you just go, I would like to see Buff, and then you go and get some more details. So, yeah. Definitely, uh, there is. Uh, I'm sure there is something for everyone at Fringe World. So I would highly recommend you get onto the app and find some shows and book some shows and go and see some shows. Um, but what I'm going to do right now, I think, is I'm going to go to a another advert, and uh, then 
I will come back and I will talk to you some more. Hey, Rachel. Hey, yeah. Are you enjoying the podcast? Always. That's great. Heaps funny. Do you know who else is here? Cecilia. Hey, Cecilia. Hi, guys. I'm really enjoying it. Where can we find more of this? TheGentlemanOfPopCulture.com or Facebook and Instagram. That's awesome. And what can we find there, Lou? What you're going to find on there is Wozcast, the Whiskey Appreciation Society podcast. You will also find Diz Down Under, which is the Disney podcast or the Disney Appreciation podcast. You will also find Unscripted, the film show, which is the weekly film review show where Cecilia, Rachel and myself talk about the films that are coming out and if they're good or bad or whether you should spend your money on them. How's that? <laughs> it's great. You're forgetting Tangent City. Oh, of course, yeah, Tangent City. What should we do right now? Where we go off on tangents and we have one little like uh, topic and we go all over the place. So it's fantastic. There's lots to listen to. Yeah, you can find us on all of your podcast networks. Yes. Just look for us. Please like, rate, review, subscribe, all of that stuff. Well done. In harmony. No. <laughs> Uh, and yes, you, if you're only just tuning in now, you're on uh, Unscripted the Film Show. It is Thursday night, so I'm here talking about uh, the the movies that are out now in the cinema. But I'm also uh, talking about um, uh, Fringe World as well, because that is uh, something else that uh, people who are uh, here in WA are able to go and check out now. And I apologise to people who uh, maybe listen to this show on the, the podcast, on the Gentleman of Pop Culture Network. Um, if you're in different parts of the world uh, or different parts of Australia, uh, unfortunately, Fringe World is just here. But, you know, there are other Fringe events in the rest of the world. I mean, obviously, Edinburgh Fringe is uh, number one. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on who number two is, but apparently Perth uh, Fringe World is number three. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, I, I, I do some research on who, who number uh, uh, number two two is but uh unfortunately because i'm i'm by myself uh i'm uh, i i can't really uh do do the the research on my on the thing so on me uh, my ipad which um my ipad is over 10 years old and uh it's 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 still holding up a little bit but i think i need to get a new one because it's not very fast in coming back to me with stuff um but as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm still on holidays and it's allowed me to go and actually see some of the films that are previewed during the day, uh, which, is, which is very nice. They sometimes put on uh, previews for people in the, in the media so they can uh, go and see the, the, the films and they happen during the day. And I can never go and see those ones because I'm far too busy uh, working. And, uh, it, but because the, I was off and my, my wife was off on Monday, we went and saw um, The 355, uh, a new film which stars uh, Jessica Chastain Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Penelope Cruz, and and other people as well, um, and I was I was really kind of excited to go and see this one because it's one of the films that just popped up out of nowhere and I was like oh my goodness where did this film come from uh well obviously it came from the people who produced it uh and, and someone who wrote it and 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 probably someone who directed it as well uh and so I was but it was, it was kind of like a, a, a another spy kind of film which I think we had a few spy films coming out in 2021 2022 so obviously you know we had the the final um Daniel Craig Bond coming out which was uh, quite good and uh, then we had uh, obviously the King's uh, the King's Man, the uh, the film I, I just reviewed. Excuse me, sorry. 
the film I just reviewed. Uh, and then um, we've got 355, which is another spy movie. Uh, but this spy movie has got... Uh, a mostly female cast. I said there are a few male actors in the film, but the 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 the, the main focus of the movie uh, is is the female cast. Um, and it was yeah, it's quite uh, quite an exciting uh, uh, film. And it was you know that that classic kind of uh, a spy movie where you had a. Uh, Technology that was going to fall into the wrong hands and and possibly uh, you know cause world destruction and there was even a um, uh, a uh, auction for auctioning the, the the item off and it was all all very exciting. But well, what I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to play uh, the trailer for um, uh, the three five five to give you a taste of that and then I'll come back to talk about it a bit more in a moment. Remember that story that they told us about in training? About George Washington's first female spy during the revolution. They called her Agent 355 because they didn't want the world to know her real name. But her legacy lives on. We're the top agents from around the world. American. British. German. Colombian, Chinese. But now we have a common enemy. They can start World War III from simple reach of their keyboard. So we need to join forces. It's like half the CIA's most wanted. Always such a tough guy. I'm not an agent, I'm a therapist. They thought I would give you my secrets. Do you have secrets? We put ourselves in danger so that others are not. I'll handle the guns. Are you in therapy? I should be. You're the best in the world at what you do. You have cameras in your jewelry, comms in your earrings. You bump, I grab. The target is on the move. You're not going in there alone. We go together. I have a family. I cannot do this anymore. The bad guys are out there right now. You go home, you bring them with you. Are you under control? Are you? No. Black cars, all black, everything. I've got four more agents out on the street. I counted six. But thanks for the tip. I like the new team. We're the 355. So there you go. That was the trailer for the three five five, and I would uh, the basic basically the film uh, the three five five is about uh, CIA agent um, Mason Mace Brown who joins forces with a rival German agent, a cutting edge computer specialist, and a Colombian psychologist, where a top secret weapon falls in the hands of a group of mercenaries. Together, the four women embark on a breakneck mission to save the world while staying staying one step ahead of a mysterious figure who's tracking their every move. Um, so it's, it is your classic spy film. It's uh, you know, a weapon that's going to dis- potentially destroy the world. Um, but it's, uh, it, I think it was just really well done. It was, uh, you know, it was good fun. It was well-paced. And, uh, you know, 
the um, the actual crew, uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, Fan Bingbing, uh, Penelope Cruz, Diane Kruger, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, so Lupita Nyong'o, uh, they they had you know, just great chemistry together, and it was you know great to see a. A team of women uh, where it wasn't so much of a, um, you know, a Charlie's Angel spoofy kind of thing. They weren't playing things up for comedy. Uh, and there were some really dramatic elements to this film as well. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I, I was pretty impressed with the, the 355. Um, and they also, uh, in the, the film, uh, there was uh, some, some male cast in the film as well. Uh, Sebastian Stan, who uh, a lot of people would recognise from uh, playing Bucky in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, he was uh, also in this film as well. Um, and uh, they, uh, they had uh, a, the lead bad guy, uh, I think was... Uh, um, Jason Fleming, uh, who played Elijah Clark, and uh, he was uh, quite, um, yeah, quite a uh, evil person in this film. So it was, um, but yeah, it was a really good film, uh, really enjoyable. At the like, Jessica Chastain, her character of Mace was a, a career uh, CIA CIA agent, and uh, was just very dedicated to her job. You had Penelope Cruz, uh, who she worked for an intelligence intelligence agency as well, but wasn't a person that was uh, in the field. Uh, Lupita, uh, her character was a, a former field agent who was now you know more office bound, going back into the field. Um, and Diane Kruger, she's also. Um, a specialist in her uh, country as well, and she gets gets roped into it. But yeah, I think the the, the three five five was great to see a, a female based action movie, a spy movie, uh, and it just you know shows that you can you can make more of these kind of films. Uh, and just it was really enjoyable. And I would uh, you know it's out now in cinemas, and so if you are looking for something to go and check out, I would highly recommend this. Now this film is uh, two hours and four minutes, and I mentioned about the King's Man was uh, two hours and 11 minutes with this one it was you know well paced and there was enough going on and moving the, the for- story forward so you would never really sit there just go oh man uh, I wish that they would just you know come to you know an end of the film you're never really looking at your watch the film uh, just keep, keeps things going and keeps things interesting and so uh, you know, and you've got your know, actors who were just uh, very engaging so I would recommend if you're looking for a, a spy film, uh, you should go and check out the the three five five. And I'm going to give this film five and no, not five. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm going to give this four and a half um, scary memory uh, memory bank things. Uh, what, what do you call those those things? Uh, hard drives, uh, scary hard drives. Yes, that's what that's what I'll give it. Four and a half scary hard drives, and. Um, <laughs> I went to go and see another film last week and I'm seriously blanking on what that film was, which is really um, uh, a little bit scary. Wait, no, 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 no. Now, it's coming to me now. It's coming to me now. The other film I went and saw last week... Um, the other film was the film about the Gucci family. Uh, what, was it, what was the film called? Uh, Gucci film. Gucci film... 
Sorry, uh, as I said, uh, producing on the fly. House of Gucci, that's what it was called, House of Gucci. Yeah, so I also saw House of Gucci, uh, which I, I saw the trailer for. I thought, well, that looks quite interesting. I'll go, we should go and check that out. So um, I said to, to my wife, Kat, that we should go and see that. And we went uh, went there with uh, with our mate Eugene as well uh, to see the, the House of Gucci. Now, I don't, don't know anything about the story. Like, I'm not a, a fashionista. I, I don't, uh, you know... Um, uh, you know, buy brand clothes or anything like that. Although I'm, I'm wearing Ben Sherman at the moment, but uh, um, it's only because I like the cut. Uh, it just you know, makes my shoulders look good. Sorry, maybe I am a fashionista. Who knew? Uh, but uh, the House of Gucci is um, a, a new film uh, that is out in cinemas at the moment, uh, and it was. Um, who? <laughs> I've just got to find out the uh, the the. Oh. Here's one of the things that's annoying. Uh, I mentioned before about my iPad being uh, being over 10 years old. Uh, for some reason now, my iPad is just so old. How old is it? Uh, it, it doesn't actually uh, let me see IMDb anymore. Uh, every time I try to go IMDb, it just goes, nah, get a newer uh, iPad. So I was like, oh, no, I'm not uh, not ready to do that uh, right at this moment. Um but yeah, so the, the House of Gucci's got some amazing actors in it. I think that's what kind of pulled me into to wanting to see the film. So you got you know Lady Gaga uh, is in the film, uh, and she is playing um, Adam Driver's uh, wife in the film. He plays um, Maurizio Gucci, who is the son of one of the co-owners of of Gucci, uh, and she plays uh, Patricia, who is uh, a lady who ends up marrying uh, Maurizio uh, Gucci. Uh, and becomes part of the the, the family. Um, Jeremy Irons plays uh, Maurizio's uh, father and Al Pacino plays uh, Aldo Gucci, uh, who is his uncle. And it's Aldo and I don't know who Jeremy Irons' character, what his name was because it's not listed on the cast list I've got here. Uh, But they're the two owners of Gucci. And Jeremy Irons' character, uh, when uh, Maurizio uh, says, I want to marry uh, Patricia, um, and I apologise for my pronunciation of the names, they are Italian names, I apologise. Um, th- when he wants to marry her, uh, his character's like, no, 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 I'm going to disown you uh, and you're not going to get any of the money or anything like that if you marry her because she's not good enough for you because he was a very snobby, horrible person. Um but uh, Maurizio goes, no, I'm going to go and marry her anyway. And so he goes off and, and marries her. And then, uh, you know, eventually he finds his way back into the family. Now, uh, depending on, uh, like, as I said, I don't know anything about the, the Gucci's or, or what happened or anything like that. But the only thing I can go off is the, the movie and the way that the, the movie was um, – was presented uh so but i think uh, what i might do is i might bring up the the trailer for the uh, the, the film as well to give you uh an, what uh, um an idea of what the film uh felt felt like um because it is i think the the, the trailer was one of the things that got me into it uh, initially i just went oh that looks really interesting and so i i was like oh yeah i'll check that one out um and so i'll play that for you and then I'll come back and uh, dive a little deeper. I don't consider myself a particularly ethical person, but I'm fair. Gucci. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Go! 
Meet the family. Hey everybody, this is Patricia, and this is my family. Kick these teeth out! They had it all. Wealth, style, power. Who wouldn't care for that? It's you, my nephew. I've been the Gucci all my life. It is an empire. You can help the family. Gucci is not exciting, and everybody knows it. Well, at least it's my name, sweetie. Our name, sweetie. Gucci needs no blood. Gucci is what I say it is. This is not a woman's game. Remember that. Madness. Who does he think he is? It's time to take out the trash. Gucci is a rare animal. It must be protected. Protected from who? From whoever threatens it. What game are you playing? For a family. You'll play that. Gucci is my name too. Who does what? Oh. Don't. I don't consider myself a particularly ethical person, no! but I am fair. I subscribe to unconventional punishments. There you go, the trailer for the House of Gucci. Uh, gives gives you an understanding that they're not very nice people. <laughs> there's really in the the, the, the whole film, uh, there's very few redeemable characters in this film. And it's funny because it's based on a true story. You know, it's based on the Gucci family. It's based on events that happened and they seem really terrible people. And then once you've seen the film and you decide to go and research a little bit further you find out they're even worse than what Ridley Scott, the director of the film, showed us in the film. Um, although I do think that he was trying initially to make uh, Maurizio, uh, the Adam Driver character, uh, more sympathetic. Um, in the film, it looked like he was kind of like trying to show that Patrizia had manipulated him. Uh, but I don't know. I, th- I think he, he might have been a bit of a, a horrible person to start with and he just got worse. But uh, it's horrible because, I mean, you think that, uh, you know, it's a family, like that families get along and, and that sort of thing. But in this movie, they're just really backstabbing each other and doing whatever they need to, to get ahead. Um, but it's a it's a great cast. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where um, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. So it's just a really compelling story that you're watching. Uh, and yeah, you know, I think people can relate a bit, like with the family dynamics. But obviously, your family is not as terrible as this family is. The the the, the family in this film is just like, oh my god, they yeah you know, just really should not be breeding because they're they're, they're terrible people. Um, but. Uh, it's just uh, as far as acting goes. I mean, 
if you can get past the the the, the accents. Now, I've always been had this uh, you know thing about movies where they're set in different countries where generally speaking they'll just speak with an English accent and they won't attempt to put on the accent of the region that they're in whereas in this case everyone is speaking with a kind of Italian accent um some of them better, some of them worse, but it is it's kind of like you've you got to get used to that uh, the, the the fact that they're putting on accents but the the actors though i mean lady gaga i was blown away by i mean her character was 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 awful uh, and i i disliked the character but I, I, her performance was great uh, and i i didn't even realize it was her uh, because i hadn't looked at the the, the cast there was one person i knew um who was playing a character who was just completely not how you would expect to see him. But uh, her, her character, she just got so into the role and uh, did a you know, fantastic job. But apparently she never actually went and met the real uh, Patricia. Um, she just, uh, you know, went off what she saw, a uh, footage of her. Uh, she look, looked at interviews and read up on her and that sort of thing and, and based the character around that but never actually met the real life person. Um, then you got Adam Driver and his his character. It, it was uh, great. You could see the, the the way that the character developed and got more horrible and kind of indictive over time. Uh, but the one that really stands out is Jared Leto. Um, he plays uh, Maurizio's cousin, who is the the black sheep of the Gucci family. Uh, he's uh, sees himself as a a designer, uh, as an artist, uh, but just seemingly has no talent whatsoever um and so he's like wanting to, to design his own line of, of of gucci clothes and uh and uh, it just um he he kind of gets uh, a little bit uh screwed over by his cousin so it's just it's a really just amazing film uh and uh, I, I think if you if like any kind of Ridley Scott films uh if you like um films that are based on true stories and and I I do I always like the uh, the true story ones because you can go and do a bit of research afterwards my first port of call is always uh Hollywood versus history where they they break down the story and you know say which elements are true and which elements are false um and there's some weird kind of things in it, like in real life uh Maurizio and Patricia had two children two girls whereas in the film they only have one child one girl which i thought that's a weird kind of omission to make in the film like why would you not just cast two actors and have two kids but um that's the kind of thing you can go and, and research about uh, afterwards and you know you can find out more because at the end of any biopic there's always a you know thing that comes up on screen saying what happened to the people but you always want to find out more and uh, and if you go to the uh, hollywood versus history it gives you that nice breakdown it shows you photographs of the actual person uh, that they're, they're portraying and the actor and then you can see how you know close they kind of look i mean jared leto and, and the character he was portraying were absolutely nothing alike it's uh the, the performance that he he put in there i mean if there wasn't um if there wasn't actually a uh credit for him in, in the end of the film you wouldn't have even recognized it was jared leto it was just so ridiculous that it, you know he, he could do that performance because it was like i think they must have put him into a like a 
suit that made him look bigger. They they gave him a bald cap. Uh, he just did not look like himself or, or act like himself. But that's one of the great things about Jared Leto. I think he seeks out these roles where he can really immerse himself in the character and do something you know, a little bit different. Um, so yeah, it was it was great. Um, Al Pacino, uh, he was he was fantastic, uh, and and Jeremy Irons is always great. Uh, th- th- I think Ridley Scott's put together you know, a fantastic cast for this film. And um, yeah, if you're as I said, if you're the kind of person that is interested in uh, in real life uh, stories, um, uh, then I would recommend that you should get out there and check out um, the House of Gucci, which is in cinemas now. Um, oh yeah, some likes. <laughs> as well some Hayek is in this is in this film as a uh, a, a, a medium a um, a psychic and uh, Patricia initially just calls her up on the phone to, to get her advice and then they form a friendship and she's taking a lot of advice from a person who's uh, you know talks to the spirits and, and sees the future and stuff like that so I think uh, you know this this um, this show, this movie, could also be a cautionary tale uh, not to take advice from um, uh, psychics as well. So uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a very interesting film. I would uh, recommend you check it out. And I'm going to give this one uh, three and a half uh, tarot cards because uh, that's, uh, that, that, yeah, the, you'll, you'll understand it a bit more when you go and, and check out the film. But I think you can uh, get, get where I'm going with that one um so yeah the uh the 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 film is is great um and uh yeah i i just couldn't believe i i I blanked on it for so long i was going oh what was that third film i saw i know i saw three films this week um but yeah, oh, and also if you're uh, looking for uh, other things to watch uh, as well, uh, on Disney Plus, The Eternals just dropped yesterday. So if you haven't seen The Eternals yet uh, and you're waiting for it to go on Disney Plus, it is out now. So go and check that out. Uh, and also uh, the third episode of The Book of Boba Fett is also on uh, Disney Plus as well. So uh, yeah, it's very, very exciting. Um now it's almost time for me to get out of here and I'm looking for a, a song to play me out and uh, I'm sorry again <laughs> again I'm doing the whole the whole thing where I'm uh, telling you what is happening I'm producing on the fly uh, and I, I apologize for that um, but uh, yeah I've got a few a minute or so left of the show and I'm going to go out with Alanis Morissette and Ironic um, it uh, just reminds me of those those trip movies uh, that they do in, in Europe with the mini and playing Alanis Morissette um, but uh, yeah I as I said Fringe starts tomorrow uh, if you've interested in going to see some live performances around Perth mainly around Perth but also there's some in Fremantle there's some in other places as well uh, do go to the the fringe app uh check out uh, what is available um if you've got nothing to do on Sunday and you want to go to the Sunday Fun Day, that will be in Northbridge on Sunday from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, go and check that out to get a taste of Fringe and see what uh, what you like. Um, and if you want to stay uh, out of the, the heat uh, and go and see a movie, then there's a lot of movies out there. So, yeah, go, go and check them out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, go onto our Facebook page and tell us what you think. All right, guys, I am going to leave you with Quizzy. He's going to dig through some crates and we will catch you next week. Hopefully I'll be joined by Cecilia and Rachel uh, and we'll catch you then goodbye 
This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.